What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we got one item to talk about with 4K Spotlight. Um, with through the, raw, through the Wall, we got nothing. Absolutely nothing. So after those two items, or one item, uh, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of the 2023 remake of The Little Mermaid. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say, let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller, it's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word, and on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate, and also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe, and rate and review us, and get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. Alright, so this week for 4K Spotlight, uh, we only got one title coming out, but it's a big one. Um, it actually uh, just crossed uh, being the fourth highest grossing animated film of all time, and it's working its way up to number three. It honestly might beat Frozen 2 before it comes out on 4K, and that would just be amazing. Um, but, of course, I'm talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, I honestly did not expect it to come out this soon. Uh, that honestly really shocks me, but you know what? I'm happy about that. And there is a bunch of exclusives with that. Uh, so coming with Best Buy, uh, we have a Best Buy exclusive steelbook where the front is the classic uh, mushroom. Flip it over to the back, it is the classic superstar. And if you open the steelbook, it's uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. It's a simplistic uh, steelbook, but it still looks really um, I already did pre-order this, of course. Um, and it's actually already sold out. Um, I'm sure when it comes, when release date comes around or release day comes around, um, it will definitely, uh, I'm assuming will come back into stock or at least I hope, uh, for people that missed it. Um, so that's the first, uh, exclusive that we're getting. Uh, like I said, it's a 4k steelbook. Um, target is getting a, um, an exclusive that, uh, it's just a Blu-ray exclusive. It is not a 4k, unfortunately, but it is a uh, so it is a close up of Mario. Uh, looks like he's about to jump. That's honestly what it looks like. I don't know really how else to explain it. Um, it literally looks like he's like on a kind of looks like he's in a like a running pose, but he also looks like he's about to jump. I don't know which one to go with, and I believe it's also lenticular. So that's what makes it different. So it's a lenticular slipcover with just Mario on the cover, and it looks really, really freaking cool. Uh, I'm disappointed that pre-order sold out before I could pre-order it, but honestly, whenever I pre-order from Target, um, when the day that I get it, the slipcovers always come beat to shit. So I always have to take my chances in stores with these ones. So 
Uh, excuse me. Uh, so this movie will be no exception, but you know what? That's okay. Um, so that's the Target exclusive. And then the Walmart exclusive is really freaking cool. This one is coming uh, out with two versions of 4K and a regular Blu-ray, but it is a freaking... Um, so they are calling it the... So it's just a limited edition gift set. But what's really cool about this is that it's um i don't know how to explain it it's kind of like what they did when um they uh did uh like the jurassic park movies where they come in like a like a tin that's shaped like the classic like jurassic park logo so it comes in kind of like a like a tin but it's shaped like a superstar um so it's not just a regular movie case um you're getting something that shaped just like a superstar, but you're, you know, you're getting, if you get the 4k set, you're getting the 4k Blu-ray and a digital copy. And then if you get the Blu-ray set, you're getting a Blu-ray, a DVD and a digital copy. Um, so I definitely want to try to get the 4k of this movie. Uh, yeah, I'm going to really try to get three different freaking versions of this movie. Um, cause you know, collectors got to collect even though I've already bought this movie on digital, like literally the day that they released it, um, because I freaking love this movie so much. Like, I can't remember, like, it, it was just, it had been such a long time since I had such a good time with a movie uh, at the theater than this movie. It was, it was such a good movie, so much fun, does justice to the source material, and I just absolutely loved it. So I literally just got to own every single exclusive version of this movie. Um, so yeah, so those are the three exclusive versions coming out. Uh, the Walmart exclusive, Target exclusive, and Best Buy exclusive. And then we're also getting just bare bones, regular um, 4K and... Uh, wow. Bare bones, regular 4K and Blu-ray releases. And as you can see, Caleb, because he's a freaking champ and is more prepared than I am, has pulled up uh, how these exclusives look. And I have so to this admit, is... out of the three... So, okay, for those Sorry, of you that don't ahead. understand what's going on, because I like we're, I, we're not releasing this, this video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, so... We're uh, we're testing some stuff out with uh, recording, and so yeah, I was able to pull up a little uh, like a screenshot of what this uh, this superstar thing will look like. So, like, like I said, this is just to test some stuff out more for shits and giggles than anything. Um, yeah. But I mean, hopefully, it, looks it works. Super cool, like. Like, I'm not going to lie, it would look cool, like, on display purposes. Like, say, like, you have, like, a movie shelf and you put it on top. It would look cool, but, like, it's going to look really out of place if you're just putting it with a regular collection. So, like, with these kind of sets, I feel like I really have to love the movie for me to go for these kind of sets. Lucky for this movie, I absolutely love this movie. So, I feel I have to own all three exclusives. Dude, I think that would be a really cool display piece. Because from the looks of it, it comes with a stand. Yeah, it does look like that, which I I really appreciate. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sick. Like, you, you can't freaking beat shit like that. Like, that is really freaking cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that is really freaking Sorry, my cat does not want alone. <laughs> uh, anyway... 
uh that's it for uh 4k spotlight um oh, i will say which i pr i'm assuming they're gonna put on the regular blu-ray but on the 4k it's called the power-up edition and whoever decided to put that on the cover i freaking love you and you deserve a raise <laughs> that's all i gotta say dude i'm like um, looking through these other like, exclusives like this is how you freaking do a, a title like, dude, like this right? thing, like the one like, with the seriously. mushroom on it. Like, I know like, that's like freaking stick. It is. It's simplistic, but it works for the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh yeah, simplistic. Like, so Simple is going to be way better about that. But I'm just, yeah. Like for some movies, it works. Some it doesn't. Uh, for this movie, it especially does. Because yeah, the the front is the mushroom and the back is the superstar. Open it up, bam! There's the Mushroom Kingdom. Or wait, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> Caleb. Thankfully, Caleb just pulled up a reference for me. The freaking uh, backing is not the superstar. I thought it was. It's just the back of the mushroom. I, um, but still, it's really cool. It the, the front and back is the mushroom, and then open it up. Bam! There's uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Right? It is just the Mushroom Kingdom, right? I'm not missing anything. Or I'm I'm not saying no. I don't think wrong you're missing anything here. No. Okay. So it is the Mushroom Kingdom in the background. Um. So yeah, so like I said, I'm going to really try to get all three versions. I have one secured because I pre-ordered the Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Uh, I just got to get the Walmart and Target. What freaking sucks is I work the day that this movie comes out. Oh. So freaking, I got to, yeah, dude, I got to freaking pray that both of these releases are still uh, available. Target, I can at least do uh, store pickup so I can secure that one in the morning if they still have it. Walmart. Ugh, I'm going to have to freaking pray or I might just have to go to a bunch of Walmarts because for some reason, I don't know what happened with my Walmart account, but I got banned from buying shit on Walmart.com. Dude, um, what'd you do? I don't know. Dude, I don't know. But like, yeah, I can't even <laughs> use my Walmart account anymore. It won't like accept my debit card now. Nothing. And like I – and it won't even tell you the reasoning why. It will go like reasons like, oh, it could be this, it could be this. So it says like, you know, like too many returns or you did the – I'm like, I literally returned one thing within six months. I don't think it's that. Um. So, dude, this is like freaking Tinder all over again. <laughs> you got banned from Tinder? Uh, dude, I didn't tell you that? No. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I got banned from Tinder, and dude, I have no, I have no idea why. I reached out. I'm just like, hey, you know, like it says that I'm banned off my Tinder account. Can I get an explanation why? And they're just like, oh, we're sorry, we can't disclose that information. I'm like, it's my freaking account. Yeah. Why can't you tell me why I got banned? It's not like I'm asking for someone else. I uh, know, dude. <laughs> what this is bullshit? Why I don't date. Because this shit happens. That I mean, there's I other dating ghosted. sites other than Tinder. Oh, I know, but I've tried them. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, dude, you, like, even though you have it in your bio, how many guys when they're just like, oh, so are you, are you, so are you like, you know, full on gay, and you're just, and you say bisexual, they're like, oh, no, I can't do that, man. I'm afraid you're gonna cheat on me. I'm like, why does, why, why do you gotta assume that? That that's just dumb. That's just dumb, like ignorance. Right? I put it in my freaking bio that I'm by. Like, read the freaking mm. screw dating. Yeah, I'm just that... gonna, I'll die single. I'm fine with it. F that. 
I, f- I feel anyway, like most people um, assume <laughs> that when you say bi, that you're like, like, like you're attracted to both. Like that's kind of what it, what it comes really, off as. But I don't. Usually, th- I hope. I hope people know that's what bisexual means. Yeah, you would you're think. Attracted to you male would absolutely. You, you would freaking think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I oh think people also feel like, oh, they're not going to be one hundred percent committed to me. Like they're gonna. It's just like I don't think it's that. It's just I think I I'm one that understands. Like yeah, you you're attracted to all, but I think I feel like you'd be loyal to one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, it's a freaking no, no duh situation, not. but freaking assholes. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Screw dating. That's all I say. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna die single. It's all good. I'm okay with it. Anyway, I'm like saying that, and like, I'm not even thirty. Come on, calm down, Jonathan. Uh, anyway, let's not let's not get into a a session of why Rose is single. Um, we could turn that into a whole podcast, <laughs> dude. Straight up, <laughs> the sin- dude. Like, I I even have like the idea for the name of that show and everything. It's going to be the Single Rose oh, Garden. What the heck? <laughs> the Garden of I One. Love <laughs> I love that, but at the same time, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're an ass for that. Uh, I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. But still, kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> That's freaking hilarious, and you know it. <laughs> oh, that was freaking great. But also, you're a dick. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll take that all freaking day, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, so that's all that we got for 4K Spotlight, and since we got nothing for Through the Wall, Caleb, what do you say we mean event? Not make, goddammit, our headliner of the evening. Dude, that's a freaking throwback for you. We're gonna, dude, I'm gonna, I say one of these days, we need to have, like, a 100% throwback episode. Like, old, old intro, like, whatever that intro freaking So does that mean we're gonna freaking record also, like, on these mics, like, our headphone mics? We're gonna do that no. too. We we won't go that far. It's not that kind of throwback. It'll We're not gonna be make like, the audio that shitty again. Yeah, we'll we'll just throw in like our old uh, theme song, the okay, in 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 between segment music and all that good stuff. <laughs> if I can freaking find it, dude, I'm down. But what's our anniversary date yeah. again? Like when do we? The, when did it's, we first it's like in November. First... Okay, so like. The week of when we posted it, we should like do something like that. Okay, yeah. So that would that'll be the November thirteenth because our our anniversary okay. is the fourteenth. Okay, so let's let's do that. Let's do a throwback in November of how it was when the Albros first started. Hell yes. Oh, that's uh, hell yeah. That's gonna be fun. anyway. It's gonna be really fun. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Headliner, what do you say? I say, let's do it. All 
right, so like I said, for this week's headliner of the evening, we'll be breaking down uh, the 2023 live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. But before we do that, we did ask a question of the week uh, on our social media platforms. Um, um, I most certainly do. So, yeah. yeah, so we asked in relation to in relation to The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Uh, what just because this is a live action remake, like what is another movie, a Disney movie that you would like to see uh, remade into live action? And we got a ridiculous amount of responses. Um, so I just chime in really quickly. Yeah, I just wa- I just want to point out that the one that I would have wanted remade live action remake i want to take that back because they butchered it so bad um so if they could just you know redegree um so i'm hoping within a couple of years we can get another live action remake because dude good freaking really luck with that first time <laughs> <laughs> they butchered it so bad the first time um, ah, god i hate you disney for the make all right so because we got so many responses Rose, if you want to go through the, our TikTok answers, and I'll, I'll go through Absolutely. our YouTube answers because we got a lot of those, and you read off like your like top five picks. Obviously, like shout out to whoever okay um, responded, but yeah, like let's do that. And I do, I do have like a top pick too. So okay, all right. Um. And I'll start. And this is the most popular one that we've gotten. So we got a response from Bur- the Burger King, Kelsey GL Funhouse, uh, Princess Peach Gaming. And yeah, so we got a response from all of them that all said Princess and the Frog. That's a good choice. I mean, Disney wouldn't F that one up. That was, as far as I know, you would that was think, last. But... Like, um... <laughs> Well, no, I'm just saying, I hope that they wouldn't mess that up, because wasn't the... Um, I'm pretty sure. So, you would hope with how special that movie is to a lot of people, not only because it's a movie, uh, but for the fact that it was a hand-drawn uh, Disney film, you'd hope that they, you know, actually want to uh, take the remake seriously, but yeah, like you said, this is Disney, um, so I don't know if they actually would. Um, I, I would hope that they would. <laughs> Dude, but I think I'd they could so do too, some amazing I, shit. Dude, they really could. Cause, but at the same time, like I, I don't want them to f it up because God, I love that movie. Yeah, same here. Um, so yeah, those are the the two responses that we got. So you want to hit us up with one? Yeah, uh, definitely. This one, I feel, uh. <laughs> Is um, I feel I want to choose this one, um, because of Caleb's response to it on TikTok. It's freaking amazing, and they said so. Just Mo said Snow White would be impossible to mess up, and then Caleb responded, "Don't under, don't overestimate Disney." <laughs> it's not wrong, and honestly, I feel that it. This is already in the works. Like they're already doing a live action remake of Snow White. Um, so yeah, I agree with Caleb. Don't overestimate Disney. Um, mm-hmm. cause 
like you said, they did with Pinocchio. So, I mean, yeah. But yeah, I I love the original Snow White and Seven Dwarves. I mean, it was the first Disney, uh, and uh, for how freaking funny the dwarves are in that movie, I am so scared to see how they pull them off in live action. I am freaking terrified to see because they better not f that movie or they better not ruin that movie for me. They just might, dude. They just freaking might. They didn't, I, I like to think that I have faith Pinocchio, in Disney. So. You're not wrong there. <laughs> um, let's see. We got one from Lizzie TV. And this one was a fun one. Uh, they said turning red. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and, and a bunch of people. Can I be a like, though and say that that's Pixar? That's not Disney? Can I be a jackass it's, and do that? It's basically the same <laughs> shit, dude. It is basically the same shit. I don't care that they're owned shit. by the same company. <laughs> Pixar is still its own thing. Like I said, I'm going to be a jackass. It's barely its that. own thing. It is barely its own thing. Um, but yes, yeah, so people reached out on there and they're just like, that would be difficult because of May's Red Panda form. And they're like, yeah, but if they that got it be... right... If they got it right, though, I, for, I actually I feel we are one of the few that actually enjoyed turning red. Um, so I I I support this live action remake. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like live action remakes, I feel a movie needs to be at least 10 years old. That's why oh, it absolutely does. The fact that. Yeah. Hell, I'd even push it to 20 because the fact that. It still pisses me off with the whole Moana. The movie's not even 10 years old. Like, there doesn't need to be a freaking live-action Moana. Dude, ah. that he he is next very much letting his... Yeah. <laughs> he is very much letting his ego show lately. Oh, dude, yeah. Since Black Adam failed, he's just like, well, I gotta be making... I still gotta be making money somehow, so... Yep, so he jumped straight Go back, back into Disney. fast... Yeah, and he freaking jumped straight into uh, Fast and Furious again, didn't he? I think he did, but that franchise isn't doing so hot anymore. Because, yeah, the domestic premiere. So I know Vin Diesel said, oh yeah, we're I'm going to really try to get them to do a trilogy for uh, the last bit of movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's even going to happen. For, um, for, yeah, so they should just do the last one, do 11, and then just call it good. Because did you hear Vin Diesel, <laughs> how he straight up said, the faster I can get the main Fast and Furious series over with, the faster I can jump into the spinoffs. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? What spinoffs? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, he has hell. so many spinoffs planned. Like Dom Toretto's that... uh, son, he wants a whole spinoff with him. Oh, my hell. Dude. <sighs> There is only so much that you can do with racing or just cars in general. And freaking what's her face? The comment she made about how many Marvel movies. Oh, seriously. Like, I truly hope that she was kidding uh, because. uh, Yeah, but it doesn't seem like she was. But um, yeah, dude, I hope she's. 
I really hope she was because I really enjoy her as an actress, um, especially freaking in like Dungeons and Dragons. She was really good in that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, don't be saying, oh, yeah, how far can you go with Mar- Marvel movies? Fast and Furious, we can keep going. A lot freaking further than you can like, with Fast and Furious. Like, you, yeah, I'm like, you do realize that there are decades of comic book stories to be told, right? Like, mm-hmm. where else can you go with freaking racing cars? And it's not even about racing cars yeah. anymore. Yeah, you freaking... <sighs> what, you guys went to space. Like, you're turning into Friday the, ter- the 13th. The 13th. The 13th. Freaking no, like, so seriously. dumb. Next up, we're, we're going to get uh, Fast Goes to Hell. Yeah, or Dom goes to hell. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's gonna be that Dude, will be the how freaking hilarious that's the spinoff that, that we need. Dom goes to hell. That like, you know what? That's actually us. That that'd be like the only Fast and Furious movie. Is Dom goes to hell? I did see Hobbs and Shaw, like, but probably because uh, well, one like me and a couple of buddies wanted to you know meet up after. They're not seeing each other, and we decided to go see a movie, and that was like the only movie playing at the time that we were able to meet up. Um, but like, actually, I had a good time with that, and I think it's because it's not a part of the Fast and Furious main franchise; it's a spinoff. Um, but yeah, I could give two shits about the Fast and Furious franchise, but we're not going to get into that rant. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Nope. Uh, what's your next uh, answer? Uh, next up, I'm going to go with the Emperor's New Groove. Um, and I definitely agree with this answer. I think this is a good one, and I apologize. I'm going to point out who said it. Uh, grilled cheese is delicious, is the one that said that on talk. And I absolutely agree. Uh, count name, grilled cheese is delicious. Um, so yeah, like I said, they said the Emperor's New Groove. Caleb said yes, absolutely agreed. But I want David Spade to come back to play him in live action. I don't care how he's getting older. I don't give a shit. No one else can play Cusco except for David Spade. Dude, I... Oh, man. This might be a hot take, but I don't... I Okay, if he would, then yes. Okay. But if it had to be someone else, I think I know who I would really like to play Cusco. Alright, let's hear it. I would want... uh. Adam Devine. I don't hate that because I freaking love Adam Devine. <laughs> all right, I'll accept that. Yeah, all right, you son of a bitch. I'll take that. <laughs> Not even a little bit sorry. All right, um, as you shouldn't be. Yeah, my next response. I only got like a few variations, but one's from Alexa Guijosa. And Lilia Kalambula. So both of them said Moana. Or, yeah, so both of them said Moana. Which we're going to get sooner rather than later. Um, But I wanted to shout out to Lilia's other choice. who, And she said Tangled. Yeah, um, someone pointed out Tangled on TikTok as well. Um, I'd be up for a live action tangled um i i'd be a little scared um just because this this is a hot take i actually like tangled more than but so i'd be a little 
um, especially when it comes to how they the uh, special effects with her hair. Um, but I'd be very interested to see how they pull off a live action. I would be too. Uh, so yeah, what's your next one? Uh, for <laughs> uh, Tyler Bohan said, and so this is a Pixar movie, but you know, since we're we're counting that, I'm gonna go with it. Um, <laughs> such an asshole. Uh, he said, "I'm a flip if they bring Wally into live action." Um, considering that I do not like Wally that much, I've literally seen it once, and I did. Um, I would actually be very interested to see a live action remake of Wally and see if I like it any more than the. Original. You know what? I'd say bring on a lot. I I'd be down for that honestly. I, like it'd be mostly like CGI and whatnot, but I mean that I think that'd be pretty killer. No, no. Like you said, I'd, I'd be interested. So, pick, the way that I Pixar think, told I think the where story you would lose didn't really me. work for me. So maybe Disney might do better. Yeah, I think where where you would lose me with the Wally live action would be the people all being like super fat. Fair enough. But other than that, like, I'm not hating the the idea of a live action Wally. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a horrible uh, um, idea. Let's... All right. the The next one we got is from the Y Pullout Productions, who said Hercules, which I want sooner rather. Yeah, than that's later. a good one. Yeah, I'm honestly amazed that that hasn't been made yet. Like, I know. For how many Dude, people? Like, why the original movie? Why is Disney not taking advantage of the ones that would do well in live action? No, I agree. Like, this is nothing against some of the live action remakes that we have gotten. But I'm honestly amazed that they made Lady and the Tramp before they made freaking Hercules. Mm-hmm. More more people when it, more people when they when they say like oh hey this is like my top three or top five favorite classic Disney movies Hercules ranks way higher for most people than Lady Tramp like honestly I don't even know if most people would put Lady and the Tramp in their top five Hercules absolutely I know Lady so and the Tramp has never been in my top five mine either and it's nothing against lady and the tramp it's a great disney movie and the live action movie did it justice the live action version was actually very good um mm-hmm. but a live action hercules makes way more sense uh than a uh live action um i almost forgot the name of the movie uh live action uh lady and the tramp <laughs> yeah all right you got another one uh yeah uh I did that, said Tarzan, and Caleb replied with, this would be a great one if they do it right, and I absolutely agree. Uh, I know we got a live-action Tarzan a couple years ago with, uh, Al- was it Alexander Skarsgård that played him? Yeah, but or, it wasn't like the Disney version or anything like that. Yeah, um, but I mean, I never saw it, um, but anyway, like, yeah, freaking um, that that Disney movie is amazing, and yeah, they would have a lot of up to when it uh comes to that. And all I'm saying is, if they didn't bring him, if they don't bring back Phil Collins to do the soundtrack, I'm gonna freaking riot because only Phil Collins can do any soundtrack for a Disney. I wouldn't Tarzan go see movie. the movie. I straight up would never. Dude, I would not right? go see the movie. I just wanted to make sure that Phil Collins is still around. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, he is. Thank okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Phew. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Dude, uh, no joke. But, if they yeah. announced a live action Tarzan and Phil Collins was not involved, I wouldn't go see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it on yeah, principle alone. A, dude, freaking Phil Collins not associated with Tarzan. That's like John Williams not associated with Wars. I said it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude. Oh my uh, gosh. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, the last response that we got on here that uh, was from Mallory Young Green, who said Frozen one and two, which I think Frozen would I actually work out pretty well in, in live action. It would. I still feel it's too soon for it. Um, yeah, it's. I, I absolutely agree. It's too soon, years. but yeah. yeah, but but I agree. Frozen could definitely it, work. In yeah, D- I. As as much as it drove me nuts, I would love to see the else the let it go scene in live action. I feel like that would look so freaking cool, dude. That would look badass. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So that's my last response on YouTube. I do have a winner. <laughs> like if there ever was one. Um. So yeah. So do you have another uh response? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, it's from. Lechuga, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, and they said Peter Pan correctly. <laughs> yeah, I definitely correctly. Like that. Yeah, Caleb that's the kicker right there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, Peter Pan correctly. Yeah, uh, I I know that uh, Caleb definitely liked Peter Pan and Wendy a lot more than I did. Yeah, I definitely want a live action movie. I definitely agree with your comment. Yeah. Um, all right, so the number one, like, the winner for me is going to Professor Rupert Marmalade the Fourth, who said Treasure Planet. Oh, yeah, huh? dude, absolutely agree. Dude. That is one that needs to be If there's any movie, oh, my gosh, that would be, I, I can't even, like, express how excited to see that movie I would be. Yeah, no, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, so that that's my winner. Uh, do you have a winner of any that you saw? Uh, I I w- I say I do. Um, and honestly, I feel like both of ours, our winners, are just movies that even Disney, I feel, as a studio, looked over these movies when they first came out. And so mine would be uh, who said it? Uh, it was uh, Darius Lanier. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Oh damn! That's another good yeah. one. So the fact that like Atlantis and Treasure Planet were so overlooked by Disney and really freaking sucks, it pisses me. They're so freaking good that yeah, we need a freaking live action adaptations of both of these movies because kids need to find out how great uh, these stories are. So I fully push for both of these movies to have live action remakes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And then just a, a quick shout out to the untrained eye uh, for responding with a goofy movie. <laughs> if there's anything that doesn't need to be made in live action, it's a goofy movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know who wrote it, if it was Beth or DJ, but yeah. no, it was DJ. It was absolutely DJ. Oh, it was DJ. <laughs> it was DJ. Okay, 
I just love points out firstly, Disney needs to stop this madness. But secondly, it should be a goofy movie. <laughs> oh. Dude, I I, I, you, I dude. sat on that uh, Oh yeah. I sat on that answer for a really long time. And I was just like it's nightmare fuel. No matter like what I've done it, with it, like doing it with normal people, nightmare fuel. Like it doesn't have the same like Yeah, the true. same vibe to it. Anything that I've done to it in my imagination, none of it has worked. The only thing All that I, I could imagine is if it had like the three D animation vibe. Yeah, I will say if they did, I know it's in an extremely goofy, but they have to bring in the that um freaking. Uh, what's his other? Uh, I forget his other friend's name besides PJ. Uh, ah, shit. Oh, the one, the um, one that freaking the point- weed head. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, like uh, my buddy JC pointed out that like in the movie he makes a joke about about like you ever wondered why we wear white gloves and we can never take them off. Um, and he made a very good point. We never see that character again after that movie. He's he's in mm-hmm. nothing else after an extremely goofy movie. So even though Disney wrote the line, apparently he. Uh, asked too many questions and so disney had he ended up in a um, mysterious one car accident (laughs) yeah there we (laughs) but i I don't think Uh, he ever said anything about not being able to take it off because he took his glove and like lifted it up oh yeah that's what he did yeah um they got to do that joke because that'd be oh yeah that that'd be freaking hilarious it's honestly how i how it felt when uh mario and luigi took off their their gloves when they were that was that was unnerving that just (laughs) that was weird uh yeah yeah i thought like (laughs) i thought seeing mario without his hat was weird but just like actually seeing any of the the mario Mario brothers without their hat on dude not even that barefoot (laughs) oh yeah that's true it's like no no i'm good (laughs) It's like, yep, didn't need to see yeah. that. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you to everyone that answered our question of the week. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah. All right. Well, getting into this breakdown of The Little Mermaid, Caleb, would you like to let everybody know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to, if the damn thing would open up. Uh <laughs> So, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage, which is just for fun despite how big of a deal we make it out to be. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. Uh, So, if you have not seen The Little Mermaid, the new one, obviously... um, but if you haven't seen the original, like, seriously, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. If 
that that that's the freaking kicker. If you if it's kind of like hard to spoil. If you've seen the Little Mermaid, you kind of get what it's about. They threw in some new stuff, not much, but a little bit. So yeah, yeah. So Rose is about to read off the synopsis for this. He is going to spoil the entire movie for you. Uh, so if you listen past this point and anything is spoiled for you, it is your own damn fault. So we gave you proper warning. <laughs> yep. All right. So Ariel is a mermaid princess and the youngest daughter of King Triton, ruler of the mer people of Atlantica. She is fascinated with the human world despite never having seen it, as Triton forbid all merfolk from going to the surface after Ariel's mother was killed by a human. Ariel collects human objects with the support of her best friend, Flounder, a sergeant major, and Scud- a sergeant major, sorry, Flounder, a sergeant major, and Scuttle, a northern gannet. Ariel misses the coral moon, meaning that she was supposed to attend with her sisters, and is scolded by Triton. Afterwards, she sees fireworks above the ocean and, surf- and surfaces to see it up close. The fireworks come from the ship of Prince Eric, a prince of nearby Caribbean island kingdom. Sorry, I butchered that. I apologize. Uh, the fireworks come from the ship of a of Prince Eric, a prince of a of a nearby Caribbean island kingdom. Wow, I'm really killing. Uh, Ariel overhears Eric telling the Prime Minister, Grimsby, about his wish to explore the unknown and help the people of his kingdom. A storm arrives, and the ship crashes against the rocks, forcing all to go for the lifeboats. Ariel rescues Eric and brings him to shore, where she sings with her siren voice to help save his life. She flees before he before he can regain full consciousness. After Eric recovers, his adoptive mother, Queen Selina, forbids him from sailing again. Ariel's absent-minded behavior is commented by, on by her sisters. Overhearing this, Triton questions his advisor, Sebastian the Crab, and, and learns that she saved a human's life. Excuse me. Triton travels to Ariel's grotto to confront her. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. When she refuses to swear to never go to the surface again, Triton destroys her collection of human objects. After Triton leaves, Ariel is approached by a pair of moray eels who show her an image of the sea witch Ursula, Triton's estranged younger sister and Ariel's aunt who was banished from Atlantica 15 years prior and she offers to help Ariel. Ariel follows the eels to Ursula's lair where she presents a deal. She will transform Ariel into a human for three days, during which Ariel must receive a true love's kiss from Eric to remain human permanently. If she fails, she will transform back into a mermaid, and Ursula will claim her. To become human, Ariel must give up her tail, the ability to breathe underwater, and her siren voice, the last of which Ursula will keep in a nautilus shell. I probably butchered that, but we're just going to go with it. Uh, Ariel accepts the deal and is given human legs. She is taken to the surface by Flounder and Sebastian and is rescued by a fisherman who takes her to the island kingdom and and to Eric's castle. Eric, who has been frantically searching for the woman who saved his life, rushes to meet Ariel when he hears of her arrival. Ariel is excited, but her lack of voice has Eric immediately turning away. Later that evening, Ariel explores the castle and finds Eric's collection of items he'd accumulated over his travels. Eric and Ariel spend time together poring over his collection. The next day, Eric takes Ariel around the kingdom. 
Sebastian, who has followed Ariel on land, realizes that Ursula has put a cheat in the spell that, that's causing Ariel to forget that she needs to kiss Eric. Sebastian, Scuttle, and Flounder take it upon themselves to get the pair to kiss. They are almost successful, but are thwarted by Ursula's eels. Ursula is enraged by the close call and transforms herself into the guise of a beautiful young woman named Vanessa and uses Ariel's siren voice to hypnotize Eric. The next morning, Ariel and her friends discover that Eric will be announcing his, his engagement to Vanessa later that day. Scuttle discovers Vanessa's true identity and informs Ariel, who rushes to the engagement party and confronts Ursula to break the nautilus shell around her neck. Ariel's voice is restored to her, to her, and the enchantment on Eric is broken. But before they can kiss, the sun sets, then Ariel transforms back into a mermaid. Ursula reverts to her original form before grabbing Ariel and diving back into the ocean. Ursula is confronted by Triton, but reveals that the deal that she made with Ariel is unbreakable. Triton trades himself for Ariel and is turned to dust by Ursula's eels. Ursula claims Triton's trident just as Eric arrives to help. In the melee, Ursula accidentally kills her eels. Enraged, Ursula uses the trident to grow to a monstrous size and summons a storm to threaten Ariel and Eric. In this storm, Ariel pulls herself onto a surface ship and turns the helm at the right moment to impale Ursula with its splintered bowsprit. Once Ursula is killed, Trident comes back to life. He and Ariel recognize the other's sacrifice. He and Ariel recognize the other sacrifice for them. Eric manages to return home, where Selena acknowledges that Eric and Ariel's love was real. Triton eventually accepts that although Ariel has returned home as he wanted, she is unhappy without Eric. On Sebastian's advice, Triton transforms Ariel into a human permanently, and she reunites with Eric. The pair decide to travel together with the blessing of both their parents and the support of people from both their worlds. That was a big. Were you not a fan of this? No, this story? I, I was. I was. It's just. Oh. I was just trying to like think while you were talking, like what if what if any significant differences between this and the original were, and I feel like they followed this pretty true. Yeah, dude, I absolutely agree. Um. And you know what I, I I will say that like maybe like a cup I I feel that there was enough different in it like barely like maybe like little tweaks to just make it feel a little bit more bit uh, more original than other live action Disney remakes um, like I feel uh, like the Lion King is like a beat for beat remake I feel that this one does a little tweaking to where it still feels more original than that movie in my. It does. I mean, obviously, the dialogue is damn near beat for beat. In True. S- in some cases, like a a lot of Ursula's stuff is is pretty much like word for word. Um, that's a very good point. But yeah, like it, it did enough with the source material and like changed enough things that it made it feel a lot more fun. Or just yeah, just interesting. Like- no, like it, it really did. Like, um, I feel that, um, because like I'm trying to remember the original a lot. Like, I, I made a really big mistake in not watching the original either before I watched this movie or after I watched this movie. So, like, I'm trying to remember a lot of it. But 
the op the opening of the original is it like the opening of this one like is it like the whole ship with like Eric and like everything with his like crew and all that stuff mm-hmm, is that pretty much. In the opening of the original that that is okay for some reason that was escaping me um yeah like honestly that was a great retelling um freaking the introduction of Ariel is freaking fantastic um and freaking don't get me started on the introduction of Ursula. Like that was freaking practically perfect. That was to me just as good as the animated one. Oh my gosh, dude! No kidding. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about her. <laughs> right? Oh, dude! Yeah, um, I'm so excited to talk about acting. Yeah, like the the differences that I feel that they made. I liked that um, all of the like not spot on human knowledge that Ariel had was utilized out in public and not just at like the table in the castle. Yeah. Oh, dude, I loved when she was uh, in the village. Um, that was, was like, such going a to, cool. Like, yeah. That dude. The fact that that's the cameo that. Um, Oh my god, the original voice of uh, Ariel. Uh, Judy Benson. Uh, thank you. Um, I loved her uh, cameo in this where she gives her uh, the fork and, you know, she d- does the whole thing with her hair and she's like, what the hell are you doing? Um, <laughs> that that was just so perfect. <laughs> that was like, so you, well I, I don't think I don't think I couldn't have imagined a better scene for the two ladies that have played Ariel. Uh, to be in together, <laughs> it was it it was so perfect, dude. That was fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think of like other changes. I liked how they kind of got rid of that whole like choir performance uh, with like the sisters, and then it was like suddenly Ariel's not not there during that, the that's performance fair. or whatever. I thought that was it kind felt of... though. I felt the sisters had more to do though in the animated one. Not much more. Like I feel Fair, the si- um, so the sisters they were their role in the original was obviously they were there for like the the choir performance. Um, they yeah. sang the songs. They go, <gasps> and then you don't see them f- until Ariel has already interacted with like the shipwreck, like and has saved Eric. And then she comes into the the castle and is like singing and humming and they're just like then they like tell Triton like, Oh, can't you tell Ariel's in love? And then that's it. That's like yeah, yeah, all that we see now. from them. Yeah. Um, but for some reason if it, I I don't know, to me I cared less about the sisters in this one than I did the original. Um and that that's nothing against the actresses. Like they did they did fine with what they were given, um, but I feel they were even pushed more to the side even more uh, in in this one. That I would have to disagree with you on. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just because the Little Mermaid still like the original is still pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah. Like no joke. All you see of the sisters is them at the concert, them telling Triton that Ariel's in love, and that is it. In this, it felt a little bit better, where it's like they're sitting there at the meeting, 
And then, hmm. um, then they're there cleaning up the shipwreck and all that good stuff. And then, then they share that, oh, we think Ariel's in love. And then you see them at hmm. the end, too, when they're, like, seeing Ariel off. Yeah, can we... <laughs> I was telling Christina this, um... Maybe it's just me, um, but, you know, as they're, you know, all the mer people and, you know, humans are seeing them off, um, and you see some mer people sitting on the edges of uh, the townspeople's boats, um, if I was one of them, I'd be like, get the hell off my boat! Who said that you could sit on there? <laughs> yeah, it's like, excuse you? I'd be kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be honestly irritated. It's like, you're getting my shit all wet. Ugh... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I thought the same thing. I was just like, don't touch my freaking boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know how freaking hard it was to build this shit? Yeah. Th- that was that was a, a cool scene, though. F- like, for what it was. It was. No, it, it, it was a very sweet scene. Um, trying to think of some other, like, beats. What, like, I, I liked how the sisters were more, like, not just ditzy girls. Where they all serve the purpose. I liked that. You like like the ditziness? I I did. I like that in the original to where, like, I'm sorry, in this one, they're kind of boring to me. They are, but it felt like they served more of a purpose. Like, it it felt like they were, like, it felt like they contributed to society a little bit. Well, it's fair, but, like, the part when, you know, like, they're, like, cleaning up the ship and everything, to me, they're just, like, they're kind of just bitching. <laughs> um, I know they, you know, make the joke with how, uh, you know, uh, Ariel is, uh, you know, you know, of course, yeah, she's the youngest. And one's just like, oh, yeah, you remember how I was like that? And then, you know, like, I actually wanted to, you know, be like you guys and everything. I don't know. Just I, I liked them better when they were like ditzy in the, in the, the um, original animated one. To me, they had more character with that. Or, I'll give you that. I don't know, for some reason, I I I will say that that the, it did feel like they were a little bit more fun and had some character to them. But yeah, I I don't know. Like, I, I dug what they did with this. Like it no, was... dude, I I appreciate that they tried to do something different with the sisters, but it just didn't fully work for me. That's fair. Um, I did like some of the changes where like um, Eric actually had um a parent in this. Yes, that was that was a really good change. And I really um, and liked the, the story that they had for Eric too. That like, was yeah, that was really good. Especially with the the contrast between like how her or how Eric's and Ariel's story is basically exactly the same. Yeah. Where Ariel has an overprotective father uh where she he has banned all travel to the surface because his wife had been killed by um by humans and then the opposite with the queen where the queen has banned most sea travel at least in regards to her son um to, because her he sh- the king was lost at sea and and how Eric was found on on the shores and was taken in by the queen and adopted and and raised to be be the prince where 
Ariel basically did the same thing, like saved him, like brought him on shore and everything. And like how she ended up being the one that was taken to the castle and, and saved from, from the waters and basically adopted into the castle. Like it's just the, the contrast between them or like the similarities was just, was amazing. And they made Eric way more interesting than I feel he's ever been. They really did. Like seriously, I love. Yeah, I loved his backstory. Uh, the his um his ambitions. Just yeah, way better written character in this live action version. Oh yeah, way freaking better. Um, trying to think if there were any other changes. Can't think of any off the top of my head. I can't. So, I mean, like, I this is just like a random change, but I know Scuttle was changed from a seagull to a type of bird that can actually go underwater. Yeah. Um. That this will. I don't know where to put this. Why was she able to talk underwater? Like clearly. Uh, I've. I've. Not, <laughs> dude, you caught me. Um. I don't know because it's. I because it's Aquafina. I guess she has Aqua in her name. <laughs> That it was weird, dude. It was really freaking weird. Yeah, fair enough. I, I I feel with some of these live action, like I will definitely dock it for that. But like some of these live action remakes, you kind of gotta, I guess, um, what's the word? Disobey belief or some shit like that. Not disobey. Uh, oh, set aside your. Um, I know what you're trying to say. I it's yeah. a term that I always forget, but. Okay, I, I get what, what I get. What you're saying, the only one. Okay, let's hope, let's I mean, hope fair. the listeners understand what we're saying. Yeah. Anyway, yeah i I had a good time with this one. I think that the minor changes that they did make were were good. Yeah, I agree. They didn't like drag down the story or make it too long. They, I feel that it definitely expanded on the little mermaid lore and it made it that much better oh yeah absolutely um i feel like they could have gone over the top with some of the things or maybe just change things that they didn't need to but it felt like and this is more of a writing thing so i think that what they did was they kept the things that worked cha- edited the things that were maybe a little outdated and added in some new things that actually enhanced the overall story. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um so story with story, I don't know where I'm at with this one. I I'm, I'm I'll say this, I'm not quite in the 90s though. I'm not either. So like I say like I'm at like you know what? If I'm going to go in 87 for me. I might be a little bit below you. Like I'm around an 84. No, oh, fair enough, man. Fair enough. All right, moving on over to writing, and, and again, this is all. I think this is pretty much on on point. At least in terms of dialogue, I, th- I felt like the dialogue was fine. Um, I no, no, I I I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I honestly don't really have a lot wrong with the writing. Um. Like you said, uh, like it takes basically all of the beats when it comes to character dialogue from the original and brings it into this. It might add some, uh, especially with I feel Eric 
definitely adds a lot of uh, dialogue for Eric, but it works very well, um, especially for how much more of a character uh, Eric is in this movie. Um, I do have a question. Um, Was Triton as bland as he is in the original? Not even a little bit, dude. Okay, he. Felt I absolutely so like, understand where you're coming from with that uh, statement. Okay, yeah, it, and I don't think this is Javier Bardem's fault at all. I feel it's the writing for him. It, it, Trident was written so bland in this one. Like he, he's literally just the very stern. Oh, my daughters aren't able to do anything else but what I tell them to do. Um, helicopter parent. That that's literally all the Triton is. That's all he movie. is in the original, though, too. But true, but I feel he was. Dude, do you, I think you're. I think you're giving Javier Bardem way too much credit. He yeah, maybe I he am. made he made Triton bland or King Triton bland. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> it Shit. was not the writing at all. Right. It, I wanted it was to try to be nice because I love Javier Bardem. I do too. I do maybe, too. But you got to call him out on his. Maybe shit. he was. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he wasn't the best choice for King Trident. You needed, I think, was especially a role like that. You need to have someone that has that authoritative presence about them that can basically lay down the law. Like when they need to, and Javier Bardem yeah. doesn't have that authoritarian vibe about him. He seems very soft-spoken, and but he—it's it, just a presence. Like Javier Bardem doesn't have a presence about him, and this is where I—I I feel true, like yeah. they. When I heard like of this casting, I was bummed out because there was. So many, so much shit going around that uh, Terry Crews was going to be play Triton, and I would have. I would not that. have. Really, I would have hated that. Listen, I know that I'm we've sorry. only seen Terry Crews in like comedic roles, right? Yeah, I think if he would have dialed back his comedy, used his his presence, because like. And this is like t- coming from someone. Like, did you ever watch Everybody Hates Chris? Dude, absolutely. I freaking love that show. So, like, you kind of get what I'm. I'm t- what I would be talking about then. Where no, it, I do. He it's had just, these moments where he could I, lay down the law, and it it still felt like there was care behind it. But he could also express that anger and basically like, show his dominance. No, that that's fair, but I don't know. For some reason, his voice for me just would not work for King Triton. They, he would have to make his voice at least a little deeper for me. That's. I feel like that's an easy edit, though, because they did the same thing yeah, with Javier enough. Bardem. I mean, ob- they didn't make it deeper, good but point. they kind of add that added that echo. All right, good point. That's a very good point. So I think he would have been. A little bit better. Because like I said, there's a commanding presence about King Triton. Yeah. And he didn't have it. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think that's what made him bland. Because everything was delivered so consistently. Like even when he was just like going and destroying uh, 
we're getting into like acting stuff, so. Well, but no, well, like, with okay, you bringing let, up like him destroying, it, it 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 felt more impactful. It felt more like holy shit, like that, like this is a freaking serious moment that, like, it's what's the word? It's. Did you feel that like, in this it, one? F- no, not really. <laughs> yeah, because when felt in the original, absolutely, but yeah. In the and original, I'm, so, I'm you're not just gonna like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you, I'm, and I don't feel it's Halle Bailey's fault at all. It's, it's, it's Javier Bardem's. Very much so. Very much yeah. so. So, I, I want to hold off more on this conversation, but yeah, same. Here. Discussing <laughs> writing, I loved the dialogue in this. I think yeah, it it was higher was really, really than good. the story. Fair. So with with this, I'm probably, I'm still probably lower than where you were at with this story, but I'm I'm around an eighty six. I think uh, writing. I think I'm gonna match my story. I'm gonna go an eighty seven. Fair. All right, but getting into into acting. Um. So yes, where where so Javier Bardem during that scene where he's destroying all of. Ariel's stuff in the original you hear him it's a booming voice where and you can like feel his anger and he's just he's pissed off and then he's going like they got like the the essence of that like to a point but I, I Javier Bardem needs to express his rage better in this no, I like, agree. That's what it was missing. It was it, it was missing the rage. Like, yeah, I agree. Like when his trident lit up, and I was like, "Oh, like shit's about to go down." But he just he was blowing stuff up. But he was still very. It felt like he was still very soft spoken. He was talking with a stern voice, but it wasn't like booming. Yeah, and I think like I think that's what it was missing. That is absolutely um, what is missing. So really quickly, I am going to just make one edit. Just really quickly, I'm actually just br- just bringing this up so it doesn't just come out randomly. I am going to actually match Caleb on writing, uh, so I'm going to change my score to 86. So okay. just want to get that out there. Back to acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I I don't think Javier Bardem was was the choice for King Triton. I I agree. Like. My guy didn't even make my top five for like favorite uh uh favorite actors in this movie or favorite performances in this yeah. movie. What what does your top three look like? Uh number three, I'm gonna give to Melissa McCarthy. Uh I absolutely loved her as Ursula. So freaking good. Um honestly I wish that she was in it more. Uh I know that Ursula wasn't in uh, I mean she she was in this movie, as much as Ursula is in the original, um, but she is just so freaking good as this character, and like freaking, I know this is more so in effects, but when um, she becomes like giant Ursula at the end of the movie, dude, I feel that like match to the original when it comes to absolutely terrifying. Like, that looked so freaking good, and, like, freaking Melissa McCarthy looked absolutely terrifying as Ursula in that scene. But anyway, getting back to actually her acting, fantastic. Such a great job as Ursula, 
and her performance of Poor Unfortunate Souls was so freaking good. Um, like, n- nothing but good to say about her. Uh, so she's number three. Number two, I gotta give to Jonah, I'm gonna butcher his name, Howard King. I hope that's how you say your last name, man. And as if, like, you're listening to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but no, Jonah did fantastic as Prince Eric, and like Caleb and I pointed out, I feel like he even brought more of a character uh, to him in this one than uh, Eric had in the original. And, and that uh, not only is due to him as an actor, but it's also due to the writing um, of Prince Dude, Eric. Dude, so I was, talking um, with, I was talking with Brielle. She apparent like Eric apparently has always been one of her favorite Disney princes, and I and with the like I'm like from the original or after this movie, and she's like, no, he's always been, and I'm like, why? He's so boring. Damn, I love that. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like there are some princes I 100% understand the obsession. Eric yeah. is one of the ones I I do not. Damn. I'm like, dude, you're so <laughs> oh, freaking funny. boring. <laughs> oh, like w- like what? <laughs> like it's it's so dumb. So freaking dumb. Like I I I've never liked Prince Eric, but Jonah Howard King did make me like Eric a hell of a lot more. Same here. Like, freaking, like you said, added so much more character to him. Uh, freaking all of his, uh, his new original song that Prince Eric gets in this movie. Freaking really, really good. I feel uh, it's one of the rare songs in these live action Disney remakes that actually, like, makes sense and it adds to the story. It doesn't feel out of place. This one, I feel definitely. Um, it, it, it felt like it should be, um, which I really appreciated. Um, so he gets number two, but number one, I got to give to Halle Bailey as Ariel. She was, oh my God, I can't say enough good about her. Uh, I got nothing wrong with her as Ariel. She was fantastic. I was almost brought to tears with her performance of part of, part of your world. Her her scenes with not only Eric but Ursula, just her scenes in general with just anybody that she had to be on screen, even when she was with Sebastian and Flounder, she just absolutely amazing. Uh, I really hope that a lot happens for Halle Bailey after this movie because this girl is going places. I truly hope that is the case. Um, be- yeah, God, she was just perfect as Ariel. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I got nothing else to say. Uh, like like I said, I can't say I can't say enough good, great about how how amazing she was as Ariel. So yeah, that's my top three. Oh boy, dude, my top three looks way different than yours. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, I am going to give a shout out to Jonah Howard King as Eric, but he did not crack my top three. Okay. Um, I, like I said, do I really appreciate the characterization that he was able to give to Eric, like I said, made him way more interesting than I feel he's ever been in his entire life. Um, so much appreciated. 
my number three, though, <laughs> this is going to be a hot take. I'm giving it to Art Malik, <laughs> who played Sir Grimsby. Dude, Grimsby was the bomb. <laughs> oh, that is a hot take. I mean, fair, but yeah, that is a very hot take. But you know what? I like it. Dude, he was a freaking boss. He he was so cool. Like I thought like initially when we like meet him, I thought he was just going to be another like exactly how the other one was where it's just kind of uptight and just like, "Oh, so proper and all this other bullshit." But he ended up being so much freaking fun and so freaking cool. Like I I couldn't help but love him. <laughs> Like I was, I was Team Grimsby like all the way, like, like I said, <laughs> freaking loved it. Um, so yeah, de- gave it my number three to, to to Grimsby, and mainly for like, I think what won me over like ultimately was when the rain dropped when Vanessa was was there and he kicked it away. <laughs> such a great moment that dude i'm just like dude i love you <laughs> um uh, so yeah that's my number three my number two i will be giving to hallie bailey all right i'm out just kidding <laughs> oh man dude uh, it, don't get me wrong loved her performance me giving her number two has nothing to do with her performance there's just okay my number say. one i liked a lot more Okay, but Halle Bailey, she did an incredible job at portraying the innocence and curiosity that Ariel is supposed to have. Like I thought, she did an incredible, like, and especially not having to speak. Like I feel like that's that's the big challenge: not being able to speak. Like, freaking wild! Like, amazing, amazing job. So, loved her, but I'm going to be giving my number one to Melissa McCarthy, dude, as Ursula. Fair. Holy Dude, I told you she would, I told you she killed it. You are 100% correct. Dude, I (laughs) will say, I did not see this performance coming. Dude, right? Dude, I hate how much hate that Melissa McCarthy gets. Like, it honestly, like, irritates me. Because everyone thinks that she's not funny, she's not a good actress. She's both of those, in my opinion. I've been a fan of her since day one. Yeah, not funny? That is absolute bullshit. She is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best female comedians working today. One of the best comedians working today. Easily, dude. Easily. But, listen. When this announcement came out, I had my doubts. I absolutely had my doubts. Fair enough. But this is this is how I thought it was going to go. I thought she was going to play Ursula exactly how she plays every other comedic role. Like I I don't think I've seen Melissa McCarthy in anything that's too serious. Fair. So seeing I something where she has this off the top of my head. Yeah, so, like, what I will say about about her performance is 
it it felt like it was done with such care. Yes. Like oh absolutely my agree. Gosh, dude. She she handled it perfectly. She really did. Like unfor I've it, it is very unfortunate that the original Ursula actress passed away, I believe last year. Um, I believe it was last year. Um, and it's sad that she wasn't able to uh, see Melissa McCarthy's performance because I feel that she would have been very pleased with what Melissa McCarthy did. Dude, I, I think she would have too. She did such an incredible job. I was so pleasantly surprised. Like, if so I, I chose not to watch a lot of clips for this movie. Um... The couple that I did was I listened to the full version of Part of Your World before. And it's just because I wanted to get a vibe for how all the other songs were going to go. And Halle Bailey did not let me down whatsoever. The only other clip that I listened was like part of uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls. And I got... 30 seconds in and I I turned it off because I'm like, I'm sold. I am 100% sold. Like like I said, she did such a good job. And I I thought she was going to be over the top. I didn't think she was going to be unfunny, but I, I I wasn't ready for her to overplay Ursula, but she played it. She was so refined in her performance and it it felt exactly how Ursula should feel. Like ah, yep. I'll say it, I think Melissa McCarthy may have I'll say it, I think she outdid the original actress. That's a hot take. I know. That's I, a very I, hot take. I, that might be the hottest take of this episode. I I completely that might be the hottest I've hottest take of the podcast in as yeah. a whole. Like, I, I think it is. <laughs> Damn. Wow. I All right, I can't loved wait to hear the comments her. on this. Huh? I know I was saying like I I I would just love to hear what people say. I, I know people are probably going to hate me. But yeah, who gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I people suck anyway. I loved her performance. Like I was completely enthralled from the get-go and i am so glad or so happy how they handled giant ursula not really giving us a clear look on her face kind of keeping it clouded and dark and just scary was dude freaking terrifying yeah freaking some major nightmare fuel dude seriously like oh my god so, I I think everything she did was handled really freaking well. So, very happy with her, her performance. And, like I said, that's why I'm giving her top spot. Uh, you know, absolutely fair, man. Understandable. All right, where, where are you putting acting? Like, honestly, the only person that I really had problems with uh, was Javier Bardem, just because... Yeah, he kind of made King... No, he did make King Trident bland. Um, like, David Diggs was fantastic as Sebastian. I loved him. Uh, Jacob Tremblay 
as uh, as Flounder. He was great. I had nothing wrong with his voice. It's just his design that I had wrong. Uh, like it was a little hit and miss for me, but that's for effects. His voice was fantastic for for Flounder. I loved him, mm-hmm. uh, and even Aquafina I thought was great as Scuttle. Um, yeah, dude. It, you know it's honestly crazy, like how uh, late uh this movie came out to when like uh like they did the voiceovers and everything because i've seen like behind the scenes stuff for this movie and jacob trembley was still like his little kid self when he was recording um his lines for flounder and like seeing him now he's like 16 in like one of his interviews (laughs) yeah dude in one of the interviews he pointed out he's just like because he he did like a voice crack and he's just like yeah that this just proves that i can't even do the voice anymore that i did in this movie for flounder (laughs) (laughs) yeah forget like i didn't even notice like halle bailey uh first audition for or she she got the role for ariel when she was 18 she's now i think she said she barely just something like 23 or 24 damn so this movie's yeah this movie's been in production for that long but you know like with covid and everything yeah it makes sense because i think they had barely just started production on this movie like right before the pandemic hit um i'll i'll say this i'm glad they waited oh yeah me too if this would have been rushed like i think i don't know if it would have been nearly as good as it ended up being i yeah i absolutely agree um yeah, no, like I feel f- for for the most part, like everyone did a really, really good job. Like the only person I really had a problem with was Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think for acting though, just because Javier Bardem does bring it down for me, I'm gonna go an 85. I don't think he was in it enough for me to be down that low. I'm I'm actually fairly Damn, high. Man, I'm the bad between, one here. I know between <laughs> between uh, Melissa McCarthy and and Halle Bailey, I'm sitting at like uh, ninety one. You're so wishy washy. I know I am. Shut up. I gotta match you on that. You fuck. You effort. <laughs> I like I like how I say that, and I've already said the f word on this. Episode. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> just own it, dude. You already freaking yeah. got us the explicit tag. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, all right. Character development. I feel it's it, it's basically this. Uh, I'm assuming we're doing Ariel. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. So basically, you're getting the same development that you get in the original, with you know her wanting to see. Uh, above the surface, she gets that wish from Ursula. You know, she's able to experience it with Eric. Things, unfortunately, don't go as she planned after she finds out that Ursula is sabotaging it. And yada, yada, yada. But at the end, she's able to uh, become a human again and live uh, happily ever after with Eric. Um, it's a classic, it's classic Disney, but it's it's told so well and Ariel I feel still has a very good character development because I I feel that even though you know she she gets what she wants she still she still has to deal with the repercussions of it uh throughout her time on land um and towards the end you don't actually think so i mean if you haven't seen the original yet you're gonna think that oh my god maybe she doesn't actually get her happy ending maybe eric does actually marry um Urs- the this lady that ursula is pretending to be um 
So just for the, the, what she goes through as a character, I feel is, I feel it's pretty damn good. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's great character development, but f- as far as like Disney prince, princesses character developments go, I feel that Ariel's is definitely one of the better ones. Barely. Uh, yeah, this is, I, this I is one I'm, I feel on like I'm going to be harsher than you. Well, I mean, we'll see. I'm like at, I can't, I don't know if I'm even in the 80s. I might be in like the low 70s on this. The low 70s? Dude, are you going to make me the good guy on this one too? (laughs) Uh, Damn. So, like, the way that I see this, like, completely average upon average character development is, like, that's where I, I put, like, at a 75. This, okay. I'd give a couple points higher. I'd be at a 77. Like, it is barely. Okay, I, and this is... I'm going to be I'll a little this, meaner. And I'll go 75. A, the more Disney princesses we do, the lower this score is going to go. Character, I The character development of Disney princesses is garbage. <laughs> Touche. I can't really argue that. He's He's not wrong. Yeah, there's there's not a single Disney princess that I feel has um, decent character development. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, moving on over to effects. I I could I you text me before and you said like it's hit and miss. I absolutely agree with you. There, there were times, were moments, yeah, like, yeah, there were times when it like. It was, mo- <laughs> it was mostly I feel during the like part of your world that I'm just like, okay, this is looking really good, like I. But then you get moments when she's like swimming in uh freaking under the sea when Sebastian is first you know singing and like she's swimming backwards. I'm like, oh my god, this does not look good. <laughs> Dude, there was a moment with the freaking eels. Like I think when they tipped them over and they were swimming away, I'm like, what in the ass? Like why does this I look feel so, the, so fake? So I saw the um like the behind the scenes of how they did it um of how they did this. So yeah, like they literally would have them like strapped to a mechanism, their torso strapped to a mechanism. They'd have two people wearing suits um controlling the actor's legs and then they'd be wearing like a motion cap uh helmet um that would you know, that's where their hair would go. Um but there were just like so many instances that I'm just like, I can tell that the head is real, but the the rest of everything is CGI, and it is so blatantly obvious. <laughs> Dude, the final fight with Ursula was rampant with Ooh, bad effects. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I feel like the worst when it came to like, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm having a hard time believing that. It was freaking Javier Bardem's Triton. Like, I feel he Ooh. looked really, really bad. Dude, the freaking fake facial hair was rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, when, at the beginning, when the sisters, you know, first swim in for the choral meeting, I'm just like, please tell me this is not gonna be the CGI throughout the whole movie. And thankfully, like, there is, like I said to Caleb, there's hits and misses in this movie. But that beginning scene, when they're, like, swimming in, or, they're, yeah, they're first swimming in, I'm just like, oh, 
please tell me the whole movie when it comes to underwater scenes isn't going to be this hard to watch. I hate this movie for proving James Cameron's point. <laughs> Fair. Dude, yeah, like, seriously, like... Like... <laughs> um, I... I think I gotta take back, like, all the shit I was... Or at least some of the shit I was giving Aquaman for, like, um... The underwater scenes, like, somehow it didn't look that great. Because I will fully admit, the underwater scenes in that movie look better than they did in this one. Yeah. Dude, I... I was watching, um... Some behind-the-scenes stuff for The Way of Water. And how James Cameron was just like, yeah, we had them on wire rigs. I didn't like how it looked. Uh, so we created this whole underwater um, studio system and blah, blah, blah. And I did, all I was thinking through it, I'm like, you're just you're such a pretentious prick. Like, of <laughs> of course you did. Like, you had to make I mean, like go and make this the, movie as complicated as you possibly could. And now seeing this, is, I'm though, just like, damn it. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah, that begs the question. Though. Have you seen those underwater scenes in the way of water? I've seen some with, with visual effects breakdowns. Okay, yes. yeah, every single one is freaking jaw droppingly beautiful. I know, <laughs> and that's what pissed me off. I was just like, dude, you, yeah, like, like seriously, I, I'm I even, just like, son of a bitch. I know my my freaking dumbass was saying like, you could have easily done this with wire rigs, you asshole. Like, you didn't have to go and do this, like. Like, no one asked you to, and then after seeing this, I'm just like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you got a point, Cameron. Yeah, I'm like, all Uh, right, I'll give you that point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, honestly, this this is, like, definitely my, my biggest problem with the movie. Um, cause I even told Christina this, like for overall, this is a really good live action remake. It's just like, you could tell that when it comes to a retelling of the little mermaid with live action, the, what we can do with effects, unless you're James Cameron, when it comes to underwater, definitely haven't caught up yet with, um, how we want the little mermaid portrayed <laughs> in a uh, live action. Maybe give yeah. us maybe give maybe give us ten years. Like I said, James Cameron's already mastered it apparently. Um, but <laughs> honestly, yeah. like I think James Cameron might have been the one to to direct the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would have made it too freaking serious. And I that's know. coming from I, someone I hate... that re- actually really liked the way of water. <laughs> I know. I, I I hated myself for that thought. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> oh shit uh, so, where, so where are you sitting with question, effects well question though character design that goes in costumes right yes okay so okay i'll leave that for that um well ooh, yeah yeah that goes in uh okay in costumes exactly. i got some things to say about some uh, characters i do too Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure it's the exact same characters. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is as well. Um, um, but effects, just because they were so hit and miss. Um, God, I might be at like a solid 70. <laughs> I might be that low. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff that missed. I, I'll definitely give you that. But the stuff that hit hit hard 
That's true. Like honestly, like especially for me, it, w- it was like the part of your world. Like ever, like the swimming in that looked really good. Bailey looked great in that. Um, God damn it, I hate you. No, oh, yeah, okay. Listen, <laughs> I I'm not super high. I'm not okay. seventy low, but I'm not like. Okay. I'm not. I I'm not in the eighties. No matter what I do, I will I. not be in the eighties. Yeah. <sighs> I think I'm going to sit at a... I'll be at a 75 as well, yeah. We're going to go 75. I'm probably going to go a little bit higher. I, I'm going to go... I'll do the same as my development score. I'll go 77. And this is because I had an issue with how the underwater scenes looked. I feel like it could have been a little bit more bright and vibrant, but I understand why they went with like darker darker tones. But it yeah. kind of made the movie feel a little darker than it needed to. That yeah. I, I... All right. Next up, we got music. They, I feel they did a fantastic job with all the numbers. All of them. Oh, do you have which one? Did you have a problem with? I'll I'll see if you can guess. Is it under the sea? No, it's the freaking scuttle. One. The, oh, the scuttlebutt? Dude, I was ready to claw my face off. <laughs> okay, but the question with that, is it is it the song alone? It's the song it, alone. Oh, it's not Aquafina? No. Okay. If that was Aquafina singing, decent voice. It's the song. I'm pretty sure it is. I wanted to claw my face off, dude. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, what in okay, the actual I, I ass was that song? That, I didn't hate it as much as you did, apparently. <laughs> that was easily the worst. It is so bad, it brought my, my music score down. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but please tell me, like, okay, like, okay. I brought up Under under the Sea. D- how did you feel about that rendition? I thought it was I great. actually really liked it. Oh, yeah, did David Diggs did fantastic. I that was the the one song that I was really worried about. Fair, that is absolutely fair. Um, yeah, the original is so iconic. Yeah, and it was so bright. It was so it was so colorful. It was like just super busy and fun and just so elaborate and it it I feel like that was a super hard thing to copy and I, I think they did it really well the, okay you've already had a hot take and I'm going to have a hot take this this episode oh boy I I like this rendition and just atmosphere of kiss the girl more than the original oh Damn. Yeah. I <laughs> I I I thought this rendition was way better. Like you said, I got hottest of takes. Got, yep. Dude, I got to have a hot take this, this episode a... too. Damn. <laughs> yep. The I'll, I'll I'll give you it was good. It was really good. <laughs> I can't say it was better though. No, dude, I I get it. I, um, I mean, p- I would say "Part of Your World." That to me, that's on the same level as the original. Both are just oh, fantastic. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I'll, I will give Cody you that. Benson and Halle Bailey, per, like both perfect performances. Like you said earlier, her performance almost brought me to tears. It was that mm-hmm. good. Yeah, really freaking good. Um, this is a total side note, and it was just because I was thinking about it after Ariel was given her legs. Um, and she had to swim up to the ocean. I am actually really glad that she was in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> And not just like quick swimming distance with it, like to to shore. <laughs> Damn, you wanted to see Ariel suffer. I, I like I didn't want to see her suffer, but I like that was one thing that never made sense to me. I'm just like, okay, so she's just randomly like on on land now. Yeah, yeah. No, she had a fr- yeah, she had a freaking swim like hell. Yeah. So when she got caught up in the net, I was just like. Thank you. That was a, a part, like, an added bonus that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah. Okay. But music, why, like, getting back to the music. Overall, it was good. Except for Scuttlebutt. Except for Scuttlebutt. <laughs> I, like I said, I could have taken a freaking ice pick to my ear. I hated it okay. that much. I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. Dude, I knew Lin Mel Lin Manuel Miranda did some music for this. Yeah. And I was wondering, I'm like, I wonder where his uh where his music influence came and then then I got hit with that song. I was just like, There it is. There it is. Yep, there it is. <laughs> there's the, there's the Miranda charm. Yeah. I I do for. not like the Miranda charm. <laughs> Um, oh shit! Gosh, I I feel like I'm going to be such an asshole. Where Where are you at? I would say I'm at an eight. For me and, personally. Oh damn! Okay, I thought I was going to be the asshole here. Oh. Are you at an eight too? <laughs> no, I was at a nine. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you were going to be at an eight, so that's why I'm just like, uh, maybe I guess I'll do an eight. But if you're at a nine, I can totally do a nine. No, the rest of the soundtrack was freaking bomb. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, cool. It, like like I said... I thought Scuttlebutt didn't down ri- to an 8. No. Okay. A great soundtrack with one bad song, is that I'm at a 9. Or can bring Touché. me down. Fair enough. And so that's exactly what this is. A great freaking soundtrack with one horrid song. Damn. Um... I did like the other like additional songs though. The one like yeah, I, I have Eric's to just was really good. I have to take everyone's word on that because I had to take Iris yeah, to go to the bathroom. Guy. Yeah, so dude, that one sucked because it's like I left right as he started the song and came back right after he finished. <laughs> Damn it, that sucks. Um, but yeah, like when I got back, um. Brielle and her friend, the one that we we went with, um, they were like swooning real freaking hard. I was just That's like, funny. like ladies, you oh, need dude, to keep Christina it in pants. was yes, yeah, Christina was swooning over Prince Eric the whole movie. Jeez. So yeah, I uh, I'm giving it a nine, and I know that it's because I'm being an asshole about Scuttlebutt. But I, like I said, I see, hated that I, song see, more than I, I can express. 
See, I liked, I didn't hate Scuttlebutt. I liked it. And even I still agree with the nine. Like, I, I'm sorry. It, it did not hit a 10 for me. Yeah. I will say this. The original definitely does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No and that's just because that. it's like as iconic as iconic can get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up, we got costumes, which I mean, the um, outfits for this were so good. Oh, yeah. Freaking Ariel looked beautiful, like always. Um, Dude, I loved what they did with the tails. Yeah, they looked so freaking cool. Yeah, the um, freaking design on all of the Mer people was fantastic in this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The The biggest problems I had, well, actually, it was only one problem, um, honestly, because I liked the design of Sebastian. For, um, I feel it worked. Um, it grew on me. Same here. It took me a minute to get used to it, but oh, I, I got used to it very fast. Um Scuttle looked fine. It's freaking flounder that I had a problem with because um, someone did not do the research with this movie. Flounder, even though that's his name, he is not a flounder fish. In, the, in I, I I can't remember what type of fish he is in the anim, in the animated movie, but he is not a flounder. Like I said, that's his name, but that isn't that is not the type of fish he is. And freaking. Like I loved, like I said, I love J- Jacob Tremblay's voices, Flounder. Great choice, but it, just the freaking eyes on this fish made him sometimes terrifying to look on screen. <laughs> he was terrifying to look at sometimes. He was an odd-looking fish. Like, and that sucks for me because Flounder was my favorite character from the original. He still is, um, but. Just they they done my they done my favorite character dirty in this movie. Yeah, Vo- I, I voice just casting? looked up perfect. The, <laughs> I just looked up the ocean conservancy dot org, and they had a real animals Little Mermaid, uh, yeah, page, and yeah, like they got to flounder. And they said it is most definitely not a flounder. There's a consensus that flounder is more than likely some type of angelfish or some other similar vibrantly colored real fish or reef fish. Yeah. Why couldn't they have done that? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what they they made him like an actual flounder? Yeah. They're just like, oh, his name's Flounder, so he has to be a flounder, right? No. Um, are you sure? Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'm looking at, like... No, from what I read, yeah, no, they, they made him look like a flounder. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely say this. A cuter flounder than most. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, nothing against flounder fish, but, yeah, they, they definitely ain't the prettiest to look at. No, um, that they are not. But, um... Yeah, uh, that's like honestly like the biggest when it comes to costumes. Yeah, like Flounder is like the biggest one that I have wrong with. Uh, like like Caleb said, yes, yeah, Sebastian. Like it takes you a minute to get used to, but after you do, the design is actually not bad. Um, Sebastian looks fine. Like I said, Scuttle looks fine. Um, like all all of the costumes for the Mer people looked great, especially uh, 
uh, Ariel, and oh my god, don't even get me started on Ursula. Oh my god, the design was perfect. Dude, whoever's idea it was to make her tentacles, like, translucent needs all the money. Agreed. Yes, I absolutely agree. That was an inspired choice. Yes, that was chef's kiss. No freaking joke there. Um, gosh, where are you sitting at with costumes? Because I don't, I like I said, I don't know where where I'd be with this. I don't. I'm just trying to think of how far Flounder brings me down. But just for how much I, I enjoy the rest of the designs, I don't think he brings me down that much. Um, so, like, like I'm probably, I, I don't, like, I want to say I'm at a nine, but I can, like, most definitely be talked down. Honestly, think, like, just thinking, Flounder's the only one I have an issue with. Like, true issues with. Yeah. Everyone else, like, they looked great. King Triton looked great. All of the sisters looked really good. Um, Ariel looked fantastic. I, I'm i at a nine. I, I can definitely give you that nine. Let's do it. All right, last up, we got our own our personal scores. I will take this one. That's all right with you. Yep. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, overall, uh, this is most definitely one of the best live-action Disney remakes that uh, Disney has done. Um, this is honestly in my top three of the best ones that they've done. Um, I had a really, really good time with this one. Uh, the casting is on point. Um, while the effects are hit and miss, they're they're still decent for what they were able to do. Um and just, I, I feel that they brought new life into the, this classic animated, uh, or into this classic story. Um, and, and I feel that that's, it's a tall task to do considering how beloved the original is. But I feel that they pulled it off very, very well. Um, so, I would say, I think I'm going to be at an 87 this is a really well done remake. I feel like there are not very many good Disney remakes. This is not one of them. This is definitely on the higher end. Um, I loved everything that this movie was able to do with the small tweaks that they made with the, uh, with the story and kind of giving us a, a better insight on different characters like Prince Eric. Prince Eric is more interesting than we've ever seen him be before. Um, and then just like the biggest of shout outs to Melissa McCarthy for her portrayal of Ursula. She was just chef's kiss so freaking good. I I have nothing but positive thoughts about that performance. And Halle Bailey, like, oh my gosh. She 
enveloped that character of Ariel so well that it it made it so fun to watch. Um, she captured the innocence of Ariel, the curiosity, all of that good stuff, extremely well. Um, but honestly, with with the hit and miss effects, and me not necessarily being the biggest fan of the Little Mermaid, um, but I mean, it's still a really good watch. Definitely, definitely worth seeing. My personal score for this is going to be an 83. Like it's definitely on the higher end, but it's not quite up there. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, with that, that wraps up this week's breakdown. Um, the So going through the categories real quick, starting off with story. Uh, started off pretty strong at an 85.5. Writing got a half-point boost, sitting at an 86. Acting was the absolute high point of this movie, starting or going up to a 91. Character development took a dive, and that's just because Disney princesses aren't written very well. Uh, sitting at a 76. Uh, the effects got the exact same score, sitting at a 76. Music was a solid 9, and that is mainly due to Scuttlebutt. And... <laughs> The costumes were fantastic, and the character designs were good. Our main issue was Flounder, but so that brought us down to a 9. Um, and then our personal score averaged out to an 85. So with that, the final All Bros Letter Grade for The Little Mermaid 2023 has come out to a... A B. Okay. I'm cool with that. I am absolutely cool with that. Uh, so it is sitting at an eighty or at an eighty-four point nine three. It's not bad. Yeah. So, like I said, this is sitting at a B. So, all right. So, like I said, this is sitting at a an eighty-four point nine three. Uh. So, comparing this movie to other movies within the B category, um, this puts it below The Oath, which is at an 85, as well as Hocus Pocus, which is also at an 85. It is barely below The Lion King, which is at an 85.1. Damn. I know. That was one that I wanted it to be. Son of a bitch. Yep. It is below Holes, which is at an 85.25. And then it is below the unbearable weight of Massive Talent, which is at an 85.37. Alright. Going the opposite direction, it is above Megan, which is at an 84.81. Okay. It's above The Matrix Resurrections, which is at an 84.7. It's above Christopher Robin, which is at an 84.56. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's above Prey. Off. <laughs> it's above Prey, which is at an 84.43. It's above Avengers Age of Ultron, which is at an 84.37. 
And then wow. finally, it is above Solo, a Star Wars story, which is at an 84.21. All right. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, so, yeah, that's where, where it ranked. I'm Sweet. I'll say the only one I disagree with is Lion King. I Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. I would have wanted it to rank rank higher than the Lion King. But yeah, we got to pick it, our battles, right? True. But it's seriously 0.2% difference. So Damn. I, so, I mean, like I said, the ranking doesn't matter as much. It, like, we do it for fun. Um, That's true. But at the end of the day, it's a B movie. I absolutely agree it's a B movie. Exactly I like too. I think Lion King is a B movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh well, I would say that concludes this episode. Uh if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more from us, uh be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are most likely there. Um, you can catch all of our episodes on YouTube, uh, if that is your preferred listening platform as well. Um, be sure to check out our social media um, to DM us with any episode ideas that you have, answer our questions of the week, and also if you would like to join us, that is a, uh, I was about to say that's a great way to do it, but that's honestly the only way to do it. Um, <laughs> Uh, those are as followed. You got Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the all bros, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the all bros. Or if you don't want to do any of those and want to contact us a different way, you can email us at the all bros channel at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check out our website, you can do so tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. Or you can go buy some of our merch uh, where you can find us on T Public where we. I really butcher that. I meant to say you can find our store at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, next week on the podcast, we'll be breaking down Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. So that's going to be a freaking awesome episode. So definitely look forward to that one. But until then, this has been the all bros podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. So long. Deuces.